What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Chell Stars podcast. The last couple of weeks, uh, we've, we've taken a little break, but we're back with everyone again today. Um, obviously, a lot has happened in the last week or so, including the draft and free agency signing with some pretty big names going to different teams. I was pretty surprised to see some of uh, the players signing to where they signed, but that'll be our conversation for most of the podcast. So, Max, I'm going to kick it off to you with some of the news. Thanks, Mikey. Um, there's been a lot, obviously, since we did our last episode. It was the night of Vegas winning their cup, which, if you look on your calendars, was about three weeks ago, crazy enough. Since then, there's been a fair bit of news, to say the least, throughout the NHL. In order for this to not be a five-hour podcast, we are not going to be discussing every single move darn so so unfortunately if we do not talk about your favorite signing of your favorite team uh it's probably because it wasn't that notable to us (laughs) um but we're gonna be briefly talking about maybe a draft might come up in a little bit but honestly i think a lot of us share the same opinions that we can't talk about the draft that much and give our hot takes because we don't know how it's gonna pan out uh canucks selected yet another swedish defenseman Hopefully this one turns out better. Um, I know Mikey was not a big fan of it. Uh, it's not necessarily him. It was just the players um, that could have been picked up instead of him. Uh, Benson was probably my number one choice, and a lot of other Canucks fans from reading Twitter and you know just talking to other buddies that are Canucks fans, they would definitely would have gone Benson. But I'm not a scout. I don't see what they see. So he might be good. He might be good. We'll never know. I mean, we won't for a while, at least. (laughs) Um, So essentially today, there's five of us here. We're going to go through just essentially our winners and losers of the pretty much summing up the whole offseason. A few of us might be heavy on the free agency part of it. Some of us might be more draft or trade focused, just more or less how they better or worse in their teams. Um, so I'll start us off rather than calling on any of you, cause I know you'd hate me for doing that. I'll start with my winner. Uh, I'm going to go with the New Jersey Devils, in my opinion. Not a lot of news for free agency, I should say, but more so I just like what they're doing, uh, as a whole for the long-term outlook. They acquired Tyler Toffoli, which is definitely their most notable addition, um, Stealing him from the Calgary Flames, basically upgrading Sharon Govich and adding Tavoli to their top six. Great mentor for them. They also re-signed Timo Meyer and Jesper Brat, both to eight-year deals, um, as well as a couple of their fourth liners for you know shorter-term deals. But I just love what they're doing. Obviously, they lost Graves and um, Severson, but added in Colin Miller. And now going to have a full-time role available for Luke Hughes. And that's, I think they're just doing all the right things over there right now. Any thoughts on that, boys? And Aaron? Excuse you. I I added it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's a nice dude observation. And I think they're making the right moves to be uh, hopefully a contender in the years to come. All right, perfect. Who else wants to share their winner next? 
I can do mine. I'll do my winner. Uh, so my winner, as much as I kind of hate to say it, but at the same time, I do think they did a good job with their signings. Um, Toronto. And my only iffy issue was with the players they were bringing in. Obviously, I don't think they're going to be able to re-sign Nylander. And there's a lot of talks that he might get traded or whatever may happen with him. But just looking at the signings that they did do, they brought in Ryan Reeves, a bigger body. Bigger body, obviously, he loves to hit and fight. And he'll stand up for your teammates with your, with your Marner, your Matthews, Tavares. Kind of a perfect fit for him in there. Um, he's obviously not the greatest player, but he adds that grind factor that their bottom six lacked the last couple of seasons. They also added John Klingberg on defense for a year. They added Bertuzzi and Domi, two other gritty players who can score and put the puck in the net. So I just think that makes their whole forward core a little bit stronger. Yes, they might lose out on Nylander, but Bertuzzi is quite a player. We've seen him in Boston. Uh, yeah, Austin, Austin and Detroit. We've seen him, uh-huh. kinda, you know, play his role to their advantage. And I just think it was just good for them to build on their bottom depth guys, especially going into the playoffs against Tampa again this season. Yeah. Yeah, I really like the Bertuzzi and Domi signs for Toronto. Not sure about the reason one. I think um, it might be a little uh, like three years. Yeah. Three years, 4.5. I mean, probably a little pricey for a player like him. But. And the past couple of years, they had Simmons on the team, right? And they just kept on waving him and waving him and hoping somebody would take him and nobody ever took him. And then they signed somebody that's that's a very similar style to, to Wayne Simmons. So a little bit of a weird move. Mm. Well, I, yeah, like I said, I just like it for the factor that he's a bigger guy. I mean... Toronto and every team could use a player like him. So. Yeah. Does yeah. um, I'd be interested to see if, like, where's their salary cap at now? Do they have so, to move one of the big four? As I was gonna mention, uh, they're currently three point two million over the salary cap, okay. using LTIR and everything. So they definitely have to make a move here. So signing compliance <laughs> Bertuzzi and Domi mean that. Nylander is on his way out because reports be. say that he wants $10 million. Yeah, obviously that kick in next season, but as it stands right now, uh, they probably don't want to get go into the season without both him and Matthews unsigned. So he could be the piece to go. Hmm. Not many other players make more than $3 million on that team that you think are going to be on the move. He's the most likely one. Mm-hmm. What's but their... they've been that for three or four years, so... <laughs> What's their goaltending situation right now? That's a good question. Samsonov, Murray? Yeah, just, they, yeah, Samsonov. They do have to sign... Oh, God, they have to sign Samsonov. He's an RFA. Oh, oh. fuck. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, bye, Nylander. <laughs> yeah, Samson yeah. Novel. Murray Wool signed right now, but uh, Samson Novel's the big boy to sign. Will they even... Is Murray signed, or is he unsigned? He's signed. So oh, he yeah. last year. Last year. Of that crazy contract. 
Oh, and that's not even taking into account that Jake Muzzin is on LTIR. Hmm. Will he play oh. next year? Or is he out for even longer? I don't know. I off the like top of my head, and I feel like... Yeah. He's on Robodell Island. Recovering. Yeah, recovering rest of the season from spine surgery, so... I'm sure they're hopeful that he'll play next year, but yeah, Roby to Island, potentially. <laughs> Yikes. So expect some more moves from Toronto, to say the least. That'll be fun for their fans, freaking out when they don't get enough for Nylander. Yeah, because they can't take on like anything in return. Money-wise. No, definitely not. So, yeah, it'll be interesting what they're looking for from that. And who would, yeah, and what teams are willing to give up. Um, who's next? Corey, did you go? Or are you going last? No, I'll go last. Okay, sounds good. I'll go then. That's perfect. <laughs> Way to go, Kyle. Thanks. Um, so my winners, I'm pretty happy with um, how Colorado's done so far this offseason. Um, first, it started by adding Ryan Johansson, which would he would have been bought out by Nashville anyways. So it kind of worked out great that they wanted to retain half so they don't have to pay a buyout for four years. Um, and then Colorado gets a potentially second line center for super cheap um if you can return to like a 50 60 point pace i would be very okay with that he had a career year a couple years ago last year he had uh the opposite of a career year um so i'm hoping that he does great the next two seasons for us and the nice thing as well is he comes in cheaper at what Comfer signed for so i don't even feel bad that we lost Comfer. um he went to detroit on a five-year 5.1 million dollar a year deal so colorado saves a million dollars on that one and they have a player that's proven to be good he's still in his prime 30 years old super excited for that um i was super excited um that we traded well i'm not excited that we traded new hook that one was kind of bittersweet because he still has a bit of potential but he just never ever forced his way into a bigger role he was always just playing fourth line or he's playing like a fourth liner so he got fourth line minutes um but we were able to flip him for two draft picks and a prospect, I don't think the the deep prospect's going to be very much. He missed all last season, so he's behind on his development. So I don't have big hopes for Gianni Fairbrother, but we got a first-round pick that we ended up using, and then we got a second-round pick that we traded for Ross Colton, who is an RFA. We still need to sign him, but he is better than Newhook, and we got a first-round pick in addition to that. Uh, we re-signed Bone Byram, which was awesome. I would have loved a like a really long deal, but Colorado just doesn't have the salary for it right now. So 
I'm hoping that that doesn't screw them over. Plus, Byram's been f- dealing with injuries, so if he if he can stay healthy, I think Colorado would have a lot more um, confidence in a long-term deal with him. Um, resigned Cogliano, the guy broke his neck in the playoffs last year and tried to finish the game, so shout out to him. Um, Lars Eller, we didn't re-sign him to a crazy deal like Pittsburgh did. Jonathan Drouin is in um, on a one-year, basically league minimum deal. And if he can return to uh, to the peak chemistry that he showed with Nathan McKinnon 10 years ago, I would be absolutely stoked. Because if he can even be a second-line player for us, that would be unreal. And then the one iffy deal that I didn't really like the feeling for was Miles Wood. I felt like six years was really long for him. Um, apparently he's a liability when it comes to like defensive and like taking penalties. So I'm hoping that he can kind of figure it out or New Jersey devils fans are just being really dramatic. That would be the best case scenario. (laughs) Um, and then I talked about the draft pick, um, that we got for new hook. Um, super stoked at both of our draft picks. Actually, that was Probably one of my favorite drafts that I've uh, watched for Colorado, and I'm hoping that these players work out. Obviously, I'm sure none of them will, but... Wow. (laughs) But Colorado selected Calum Ritchie, um, 27th overall. He was a projected top 10 pick going into this year. He played with a torn muscle in his shoulder all year, so he was only point per game, so he dropped crazy. Um from top 10 to top 30. So Colorado scooped him up and I'm really excited for that. And then they used the pick from the new hook trade to draft a Russian defenseman, uh, Mikhail Guliaev. And apparently the guy is an amazing skater and is going to be, and has the potential to be a really good offensive defenseman. So that is everything I'm excited for from Colorado's off season so far. Do I think they've gotten much better? I think next season with Linus Clark still being out, they still have a lot of work to do. They need to sign or acquire, I think, one more strong piece that can play like middle six minutes and score consistently. But I think they're doing a good job with setting up themselves up for success. Yeah, okay, who's I'd agree. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I would agree as well. I think I like their kind of one-year minimum deals, bringing back Cogliano, bringing in Drew N on a cheap deal. I'm excited to see uh, Johansson draw that number, number that two center spot. But I do agree. I don't, with you, Kyle, I don't understand the six years with Miles Wood. I had to look up his stats. And it's like third line stats. I have no idea where the six, the six years is coming from with this guy. I always like Miles Wood. I I hope that he would be like a like a Barkley Goodrow kind of player, but I just don't think he is. I mean, Colorado is a very analytical team, so and I never actually really watched Miles Wood play. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, Sakic hasn't made a lot of mistakes 
in terms of managing. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Sakic was a bit stronger now that he's no longer the GM and it's McFarlane. I always yeah. overanalyze everything a bit more. Because mm. um, I just don't feel like he makes the same quality of moves as Sakic did. But yeah, he hits a lot. Quite a few giveaways. Give away every few games. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he'll be um it'll be interesting to see. He's a player that I've been interested in in a long time, so now I get to watch him all the time. Mm, there you Six go. Years. <laughs> Six years. It's a long time. Yeah. Aaron, did you go yet? No, I can go next. Perfect. So my winner is Carolina. Um, kind of because they didn't actually do very much. Like they did sort of just enough to improve what they needed to here. They had a good season. They didn't need to make any crazy moves, but they've made a couple minor adjustments that are definitely going to help them going forward here. Um, Orlov, obviously, he was a big free agent this year. They landed him. Um, that's definitely going to help their defensive. Is probably going to play top pairing, maybe with Burns. Um, Michael Bunting from Toronto ended up over there. Another guy that's just going to slide into the top six and likely will help their offense, you would think. Um, they also did a pretty smart move, I think, re-signing their two goalies. They brought both Anderson and Ranta back, but both for very short deals and pretty cheap for two goalies. Obviously, their goaltending wasn't really an issue in my opinion anyways, in the last season. So not making some crazy move and going to find an expensive goalie and just kind of sticking with a short-term plan, I think is the way to go here. Um, so yeah, I liked how they, in a way, played it safe, didn't do anything too crazy, but just sort of added those couple key pieces that will help them in the next year because they are still obviously in a pretty good cup contender position at the moment. And I know, Kyle, you also had Carolina as one of your main winners so if there's anything else that you see that they did well if you want to add that yeah i definitely agree with you on the goalie front with bringing them both back because they were both solid last year but for short deals because they have um that kid that oh, what was his name i'm uh Kochetkov. yeah That's yeah he's <laughs> he, he's getting better so he should be taking over the crease in, in a couple of years as those deals expire. Um, it's the Ranta one that was a one-year deal. And then the Just one Anderson, year, yeah. Yeah, then the Anderson was two years. So even if even if if Ranta is the third best goalie going to training camp, they can sit him in the press box and and have um, Anderson and... What was the goalie's name? <laughs> Kochetkov. Kochetkov. See, I specifically um, didn't mention him because I could not pronounce that. That's smart. Yeah. You could run with those two as your goalie tandem and then have Ranta there for when Anderson inevitably gets hurt. That's just that you don't have that big issue of not playing your big money making start a goalie because both there for pretty cheap. So you can actually give the young guy a chance. Yeah. And and as I was saying to Max before, um, before we started recording, they turned Stastny, Stepan, and Gostas Bear into Tarasenko, Bunting, and Orlov. So, I guess that's they, the other thing, and it's not officially confirmed yet, as far as I've seen, anyways, unless you guys see differently. 
It's like three quarters confirmed. I haven't seen like an actual deal at all. Yeah, there's no money. There's no deals. money out, but seems like Tarasenko's going there. That he chose Carolina. Um, so huge upgrade for them with um, Sveshnikov healthy. Hopefully they they're able to maintain that next year instead of losing all their left wingers right before the playoffs start. <laughs> and that was a big thing they were kind of missing in the playoffs was offense and goal scoring. So Paris Anger could be a pretty important piece if he can get back to his old for this year self. Yeah. That's all I had though. Yeah, you pretty much covered nice. everything I was going to say. Perfect. Mikey, did you go? Yes. And we're at yeah. Corey. Just myself. Uh, so I had um, not a specific team, but just teams in general. I think one the deadline, uh, looking at the um, the deals that were signed, a lot of uh, one-year deals, not a lot of overspending this year. I think teams, for whatever reason, were careful with their dollars and um, weren't locked into too many contracts in a situation where, you, where you'll see a buyout in a few years, as we've seen a lot. In fact, actually just a few days prior, there was a number of players bought out. Um, so I think the teams that were spending did well to spend their money and make the most of the cap situations they had this year. Um, obviously, the teams that we've already talked about came out winners, but an example, I guess Toronto not having a lot of money to, to use comes away with a couple one-year deals to make their team, hopefully in their eyes, a winner this year, kind of capitalizing on the roster they have. Um, so yeah, I think teams in general came away with uh, at the better end of the deals this year. Yeah, it's Agreed. always interesting to see. It, it's always interesting to see. Yeah, I agree with you, Corey. Um, where if it's a if it's like a year where the players have all the leverage and they're just getting crazy deals, because this is inherently like a weaker free agent class, which usually means that the players have more leverage. But um, with the cap not increasing so much, teams are a lot smarter with how they spend their dollars, and that turned out to be, I'd say a higher percentage of good contracts than usual. There's obviously still a lot of terrible contracts that were handed out. Um, but I think that's just a slight level of desperation from some GMs. Yeah, and I think players are, will anticipate the cap to go up by a larger margin next year and hoping to capitalize on a one-year deal and kind of well bank on that and then kind of cash in once that uh, teams have a bit more room to play with next year. But, I mean, compared to some years past, looking back at some old old free agent classes, you got, you know, the, the Ericsons and the Lutheats and the David Backus. And, I mean, I think there, that, that one year there, the, the top, like, five contracts were all buyouts or were all just terrible deals at, at the end of their term. So, um, yeah, risk, risk. <laughs> Right, the risk for the players, but uh, it should make for some some fun hockey this year. 
knowing that these players are on all these one-year deals, right? You would think? It's going to be an interesting year. Big trade deadline, because with all these one-year deals, mm. trade deadline could be teams absolutely loading up. And then next <laughs> summer, there could be a lot of bad contracts if the cap does go up 3-4 mil like it's supposed to. Very true, yeah. So we might not have this conversation uh, next year. <laughs> might be a lot of losers. <laughs> yeah. All right, shall we move to the losers? Starting you go with... first, Corey. Oh, I go first. All right. Well, I just talked about the teams as the winners, so I guess for me the losers would be the players. Basically what I just said, um, a one-year deal isn't typically where you want to be if you're a player um, unless you're banking on yourself but you know it's a it's a risk reward for these players signing the one years and I do say this just because of the sheer amount of one-year deals but it wasn't just the one years there was quite a lot of short term um, I mean we talked about Miles Wood signing a six year I think that was the only six year I think there was a couple Graves signed a six year Graves. Thank with, you. Uh, Pittsburgh. So a couple of sixes. I think there might have been two fives. Oh, Very every six. Islanders player got an eight-year deal. There, those were we'll re-signed. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not talking about re-signing. I'm talking about the free agents hitting the market. Yeah. Um, so I don't think. Yeah, I think players had to settle, and uh, it's can be stressful years on those one year and you never know what's going to happen. You could face an injury or have a really terrible year and uh, your stock just goes down. So uh, I don't think many players came out of here. Definitely not too many overpayments. I think players were lucky to get lucky to get value coming out of this uh, free agency. So unfortunately the players are, are the losers coming out of this one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the points that you made. It's it's it'd be so hard to go into a situation where you're just a temporary piece. You're a, you're just there for one year, right? Maybe even like maybe you're gonna be a deadline pawn too. So mm-hmm. hoping that you're gonna get the minutes that you need to produce the points that you need and the maybe like power play opportunities and that stuff. Being a one year guy when maybe there's a Dick rookie coming up and they're like why why would we put this one year guy who's going to be gone by the deadline on the ice when we could put our rookie out there who's going to be at the franchise for 10 years so real gamble for a lot of the players that have the one years yeah I mean you can understand a guy like Corey Perry or some of these veterans um, but you know Tyler Bertuzzi like this is his he's at that age where it's like this is cash in sign like a like a long term deal yeah, that's that's where he's at in his career. So now I don't know. Maybe that was an option for him. I don't, I don't know. But there was a lot of uh, those short term, short term deals with like twenty year old players, twenty to you know thirty in their prime. So it's uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it it's interesting looking at a good old cap friendly on the homepage. They have a day by day kind of tracker. Uh, day one, there was 166 signings, and the total contract years for all of those were only 292. So you're averaging out less than two years per person. Yes, it's a lot wow. of two-way contracts, but it's still, I bet you numbers, 
years prior. I don't have them here, but I bet you they're much, much higher, like easily in the three, four hundreds. So yeah. you can see it's a lot more conservative with uh, the term being handed out and even the money, like you mentioned. Yeah, like guys like Scott Orloff, who was one of the top defensemen, got what, two years? Mm -hmm. um, and if he wanted a seven year deal, he could have got it, but. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's. I mean, obviously, the the contending teams have less room to to work with usually, but yeah, I was very I was very surprised. You know, do you think three years? He probably could have got four, four to five. It's not that old. For who? Duchesne. Wasn't he just the one year? Yeah. Like one yeah. year. Wait, really? One year, three mil. <laughs> for one Dallas. year, three Okay, so there's another example. Yeah. And it's like, a cheap contract, too. He's doing three million for the yeah. year. And yeah. obviously banking on the cap going up big time next year. Right. And banking on having a good season in Dallas. I was, as much as I've had an issue with Duchesne in, in the past, one of the guys that I work with was like, why are you still mad at Duchesne? Like, Colorado <laughs> wouldn't have won the cup if Duchesne didn't want out. So I took like a day to reflect on my anger, or misplaced anger, and I decided that I'd forgive Matt Duchesne. You should be thanking him. In yeah, fact, sure I'm thanking him. Yeah. He's happy to hear that. And and I yeah, <laughs> I'm sure he's listening right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And I was really hoping that he would sign in Colorado for for one year. That would have been sweet. But that was not the case. Well, there's always a trade deadline. There's always a trade deadline, but Dallas won't be sellers unless they play terrible this year. But. Stay tuned for our preseason picks for that one. <laughs> anyway, who's got their loser ready? Kyle? My turn? Okay, yeah. my loser, Calgary. Because they signed no one and everyone wants out. <laughs> <laughs> They've already traded to Foley, which is very lucky for him. Um, they got back Sharon Govich from New Jersey which is inherently a downgrade and they have a bunch of expiring contracts next year that are just gonna get traded at the deadline so i think calgary's in a rough position because nobody wants to be there and nobody's gonna stay there except for jonathan huberto he'll be there for a very 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 long time <laughs> And his buddy Uyghur, obviously. Yeah, Uyghur, Kadri. They got an old yeah. core ready to stick around forever. Yep. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I don't even think they had a pick in the first two rounds, Calgary. So that's pretty rough, too. <laughs> they traded um, away their picks. They traded away, like, everything, I think. I could be wrong. But I'll not the best well, off season so far. They're just stuck in this weird like limbo where they just have no idea almost like what their 
plan is. I mean, they have no idea who wants to stay, if anybody, and they haven't really chosen any direction to commit to. So they're just kind of doing <laughs> nothing, I guess. Seems that there'd be their plan for now, but it doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, it's just Western Canada hockey team. <laughs> well, by this time next season, they better have their shit together because they have like eight or nine UFAs. And they're all pretty significant. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Calgary did have a pick in the first round. Okay. Oh, they we're... drafted Ponzik out of the Vancouver Giants. Classic stealing from Vancouver. <laughs> all right. I can get uh, to my loser so far of this offseason. Uh, and that's the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, and this stems overall as well with the fact that they cannot get an arena deal. Um, <laughs> and I don't think they're going to be in Arizona much longer. It's they don't, I don't think they know what they're doing. I don't think they thought it was going to, you know, get revoked. Um, now they're going to be, be back at the college barn for another season, I, I seems they're possibly having issues in the locker room with who, like similar Calgary. People don't want to be there. Keller, your main, you know, your best player may not want to be there. Yeah, it's just a bit of a mess. Uh, and then you get into the draft. You have picks six and twelve, and you pick two Russians, which were both absolute massive reaches. Who knows? They might pan out, but at least when it I... comes to value, you could have easily traded down to get both of them. If you're going to pick a Russian, pick pick Mitchkov, but I don't think he wanted to be there, and I think he he told them that. Um, I heard ahead. he wasn't interviewing with teams he didn't want to go to. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. I mean, that Arizona's a bit of a shit show right now, so fair enough to him. Um... Yeah, Just I to play devil's advocate, I don't think Daniil Boo, their 12th overall pick, was a huge reach. I think he was projected to go like 10 to 15, depending on what the team wanted. Okay. But the first guy was. First one was a big one. <laughs> Simashev. They could have got Simashev with their second pick. That's what the people were saying. The TSN or whoever I was watching, they were absolutely ripping into them. <laughs> the big body defenseman from Russia. I don't know. But they did make a couple good signings. They got Kerfoot for two years, and they got Zucker for a year. I don't know what to think about those signings. Like, they're trying to be somewhat competitive to entice fans. I don't know, like, they mean... Like, they're trying to, like... Act I think like they're, they're just trying to get to the salary cap floor, honestly. Team. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah... Just interesting. I don't like it. <laughs> we can move on now. <laughs> yeah. Houston next year this time. Yeah. Max was talking about the arena. Like, imagine getting drafted to the NHL. Your first, <laughs> like, you finally make it in your first game is at uh, Mullet Arena in front of probably less than 5,000. 
like some of these kids playing imagine playing uh junior say like uh london playing london, london Knights, Knights. Yeah. yeah or something like that like <laughs> probably getting double that you know in, in you're playing michigan and yeah oh for sure so that's a bit of a what do you call it uh and that's why they drafted Russians, so they didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, you can move on. Yeah. All right, I'll give my loser next then. Uh, so my loser is Boston. Um, they did a lot, but they've mainly just kind of lost a lot. They lost a lot of UFAs. Felino's gone, Orlov, Hathaway, Bertuzzi, all. And they replaced them just with basically a bunch of kind of older, slower guys who aren't really going to make that much of an impact on their team, as far as I can see. They're all only like one, some two-year deals, but when you're looking at a team that is in kind of that win-now mode, they've filled spots, but not really with valuable people in those spots, if that makes sense. Um, I know they're really tight in the cap, and that definitely had a big, big impact on what they did. But yeah, and from what I see, they kind of just are almost the same, but almost a little bit worse. And they didn't really didn't manage to hold on to anybody. Is basically the key here that they needed to. Would have been nice for them to be able to hold on to at least one of those signings they made at the deadline, but they pretty much lost everybody. Yeah, some very interesting choices in who they decided to add on to their team again it's just kind of they just seem to be getting older and older and i guess that's fine if they're in a win now but we'll see i don't i'm not sure how that's going to work out for them yeah, anybody have any opinions on what boston did yeah man paul and felino turned into luke and van remesdijk <laughs> Terrible trade-off, right? That is br- that's brutal. It <laughs> 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 was much worse. And then obviously the uh, losing those UFAs, uh, Orloff and uh, Bertuzzi after bouncing out of the first round sucked for them too. So I uh, disagree with, with what Aaron said. And, and that's Sorry, not even including... Just... The fact that Bergeron and Krejci's futures are up in the air. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be too hard on them because I know they committed this year. Obviously, they went all in. It's hard to do that in back-to-back years, but yeah, they still have so much uncertainty. And if well, I mean, we'll talk about him in a bit. But if Bergeron does decide to come back, they're obviously trying to go for it. And I don't think that they did the right things to make that happen. Um. And also, they're a bit of an anomaly as such a good team, regular season team, w- with such an old core. Mm-hmm. Like Bergeron, Marchant, uh, and Creasy are all just like mid to late 30s. They're only get who's in their prime. Pasternak is is leading the charge for sure. Pasternak, and then um, oh, what's the McAvoy on D? Oh, and I guess they had a great performance uh, in that. But there's no one, because they've been so good for such a long time, they really haven't, and because they botched their three-in-a-row draft picks a few years ago, they uh, don't have a lot of uh, young guys pushing out the door. So, yeah, they're 
they're uh, well. I, I said it last year that they were declining, and then they came up with a historic year. But I still think they are declining. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, Corey, you mentioned their goalies, but Swayman might not be there for much longer. Obviously, he requested a trade too, so um, it's kind of a little bit uncertain he? what the future looks like. Yeah, he did. What? I don't know. Like, it's uh, <laughs> is that news to all of you guys? I did not that know is that. news to me. Okay, He's I've seen RFA, that in a few places. It was because of like family reasons or something. It didn't really make sense, but apparently, he has requested a trade due to family reasons. What the? And I don't know what that means. Whoa. Huh. But we'll see if that changes things a lot. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. There. Uh, to give my take on this, you guys have been pretty spot on, in my opinion. Um, they're still so up to the cap. Even if they do try and bring Bergeron and Krejci back, they can barely afford it. And I, this team definitely isn't going to repeat what they did. Uh, it's even worse when you think about where all those UFAs went. Bertruzzi going to a division rival, Toronto. Orlov going to Carolina. Um, yeah, it's tough to see. I mean, that was the, this was their year to do it, and they, well, completely failed, to say the least. Yep. And they're going to be hurting from it. They don't have really any centers signed right now. Their top two would probably be Zaka and Coyle. That's pretty tough. So, it could be a rough season. But don't worry, they have oh. Lucic. <laughs> he's not making 7 mil like he was in Calgary. <laughs> yeah. Where's Swayman from? Swayman's from Anchorage, Alaska. That's Oof. what another, I was just looking up another article here, and that's it. He so... wants to be traded to a team closer to his family. But Edmonton, we have to hear that straight it's from a good him, thing so Arizona's moving to Anchorage next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll still get more fans out. Also, kind of hard to get that close to Alaska. I mean, I know obviously it's completely opposite coast, which makes it tough, I'm sure. But yeah, Alaska's yeah. close to literally Vancouver? nothing. That's pretty tough. <laughs> Yikes. That'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Hmm. As far as I haven't heard more of that, did not hear know about that. I didn't either. I just I, I beat just... all of you to a, a rumor. That is shocking. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just as long as it's not Pierre LeBron breaking it, then we're fine. <laughs> all right. Well, who's up next on their losers? Mikey, I think that's it. Yeah. Is it? Uh, sure. Oh, he's just here. Good. Yeah, I haven't said anything since the podcast started. But uh, my loser is the Islanders. Same thing as last season. In the off season, they didn't do anything. They had multiple players to choose from in the free agency to try to acquire, but they signed PR Engvall uh, to a twenty-one million dollars seven-year contract. I don't think that was the smartest play. I will say Sorokin locking him up for the rest of his life is pretty solid. They ha- he's a really good goalie, and that's what they need. But they didn't make any moves to help out their team. They're, it's going to be the same team going into this season, just like last season. They have Horvat and Barzell to kind of build off of, but they didn't take any opportunities to do that. So 
that's kind of why I think that they are the loser. They didn't even attempt to do anything. <laughs> and when I was chirping Pierre Lebrun, I meant Frank Saravalli over the oh. on Gibson. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do the Islanders need? To blow it up. They need to get younger, and they signed all these late 20-year-olds for seven, eight-year deals. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. going to be almost 40 when he's done this deal. Yeah, eh? Wow, that's <laughs> like, a weird That's one. pretty crazy. What, what was that one? It's a 2.75 mil for four years. With Varlamov? Yeah. That's... And he's 35. <laughs> you don't... All you really need is a backup for Sorokin. And you can just sign one-year backups every year. Yeah, that is a strange one. Why you don't need uh, Varlamov really at all at this point, huh? <laughs> yeah, they could be. I can see them making a push for Nylander. Hmm. But they're an old team for sure. It'd be a tough deal. They have. They're right up against the cap. Oh. And they have... Are they? Yeah, and they got just so much money on the books, but Toronto can't take any money, so it'd be... Mm, okay. It'd be hard. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, hmm. The Islanders yeah. have to be the team with like the most locked-in... <laughs> group of players like almost all their forwards are locked in multiple years defense is the exact same goalies now obviously the next five seasons are the same well like there's a good reason for that you know if lou doesn't have any money to spend then he can just sleep all (laughs) july 1st every year it's his plan (laughs) i love snoozing on the job there's nothing wrong with having your guys locked in and you don't have to always spend on free agency, but the Islanders are kind of, I'm sure they could have got somebody better than PR Engvall for seven years. Seven years. Pierre Engvall. <laughs> what? Yeah. Pierre Engvall signed a seven year deal. Yep. 21 million. That was a re-signing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they could have seen as they're an older team, they they could have benefited from some of these short term one to two year deals for some of these good players. They're to be competitive right now. I don't know if people <laughs> Yeah. But they always seem to squeak into the playoffs, so maybe what they do is working to get them that far, if that's what they want. If I had a choice between Islanders and another team, and it was the same contract, I would not want to go to the Islanders because I don't want to save every day. Like, I'm dead serious. Wait, you don't want to what every day? Save. All the players have to shave. Oh, shave every day. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
See, I can't relate because I can't grow facial hair. Well, like, uh, that would drive me bananas. If if I had an option, I would not like. It. I would not go to the island for that. That's... I wouldn't go to them because they play boring hockey. But. Now, if I didn't, if I didn't have an option, I would 100% shave every day and make a lot of money and play hockey, <laughs> and not complain about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's also not forget this was yet another off season where they had to pay Rick Di Pietro 1.5 mil. <laughs> That'll be going for another couple seasons. <laughs> Don't <you> worry. <laughs> The guy hasn't played in uh, how many years now? It's almost got to be like 10 years. Since, yeah, it's been, it'll be 10 years. Yeah. That's crazy. He signed, what, a 15-year deal, and then they bought him out after, what, five years? It was 15 years, and they bought him out, like, roughly halfway. So the buyout was 16 years. This is the bottom out after seven, then. Yeah, so there you go. So wow. I'll be going for another, was it five more after <laughs> six more? Yep. They're just that glad that's, that's not on the cap. <laughs> yeah, they should bring back those compliance buyouts. I'd love that. That was the best time. Man, that's just awesome. Getting paid to do nothing. It's like winning the lottery, basically. Winning the lottery every year for 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> is, is he still, like, doing, like, some play-by-play thing for him, though? Or... I think he was, yeah. He's, he's getting, like, what, two well, checks for him? Yeah. <laughs> I bet he's doing it for free. Cause yeah. <laughs> they're like, bro, we already paid you too much. <laughs> Uh, he's an analyst with ESPN. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's a financial analyst. <laughs> huh. Yep. Anyways, moving on, what else do we got to talk about, Maxwell? Well, it's pretty much... Well, we did a fair bit of talking here about most of the teams and their signings. Like I said, we're not going to be able to go over everyone. Well, There's been you guys before. never went over all the Vancouver signs. I was just going to say that. We're really going to go a whole episode and not talk about the Canucks? Yeah, I'm just going to get there. <laughs> okay, never mind. You you keep doing your thing, Max. Let me cook. Let me look. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll probably briefly go over kind of just the few names that are left, as well as a few interesting stories uh, with some players on the trade market. Um, not a lot. UFA's left. I know there's a lot of maybe depth pieces, but when it comes to uh, kind of more star names, okay, well, a few of these I added. I don't know if they're considered stars. But uh, you got Patrick Kane. Who that, where the hell is he going to go? Colorado. Really? (laughs) One year deal. I think I'm wrong, but I'd love that. That would be... You're trying to manifest it. Manifest destiny. Would you want Kane? I would want Kane. Yeah. Would wouldn't you want Kane okay, for well, one for year? One year. Okay, well, I don't know if the Canucks who wouldn't want Kane for one year. <laughs> Canucks. <laughs> Why wouldn't the Canucks? Because they want to be mediocre and barely miss the playoffs again. Okay, what? Whoa. 
Whoa, Whoa what? Tell me. This guy I just know. became the biggest Patrick Kane fan. <laughs> <laughs> so out here trying to slaughter us Canucks fans. I'm just trying to get get another cup win for the boys, you know? Uh, it, it seems like what I've heard is that he'll take his time rehabbing his hip, I believe, surgery. Correct. And probably pick a contender when he's healthy is what it seems like will happen, and I can't say I blame him. And I think Taves is kind of in the same boat as well. I thought Taves retired, no? Is he mm-hmm. actually playing? I think his intention is to play this upcoming year. I think he just took all like the rest of last year off just so that he could play this year. Oh, okay. He like retired from going team. back to Chicago for another year. He retired from Chicago specifically. Yeah. <laughs> maybe those two signed. Maybe they sign like both cheap deals on the same team at the same time. Be pretty cool. Yeah. That would be fun. Um, we mentioned him earlier, but we got Patrice Bergeron, and I guess David Krejci as well. Um, do we think? They will both retire. That is the question. I think so. I think one of them will retire. Actually, you know what? I think both of them will retire. Because when uh, Boston lost in the playoffs, Bergeron was being like very sentimental about things. I mean, well, what are they waiting for? Legs, yeah. <laughs> what are they waiting for? I'm sure just to know that their decision is 100% what they want. Because they're not rushed to make decision. If they say, yeah, we're coming back, Boston's going to sign them. Right. <laughs> Signs with Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> but the last thing you want to do is be the Tom Brady where you retire and then come back. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't wait too long because they're going to start, camps will start soon and stuff. Like, I remember when Sundin waited half a year and he was so bad to start the year. So slow. It took him like half a year to get warmed up. But I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure about those two. Um, probably the best defenseman left on the market is Matt Dumba. There's rumors possibly of him going to Arizona. Obviously, <laughs> they have lots of cap room. Um <laughs> So if that is a deal, probably expect it to be one year. <laughs> um, and then last kind of notable goalie on the market is Martin Jones. After having a kind of weird year in Seattle, played a fair bit, went on a hot streak, then really faltered out all of a sudden, classic Jones style. Probably going to possibly California team again, who knows. I don't know how many teams need a goalie necessarily. Yeah, I'm not too sure what the what the goalie. Well, they like the other thing about the goalie market too is we're going to get into it, but there's some big names on the trade block. So why would you go sign Martin Jones when you can get one year of Connor Hellebuck for probably pretty cheap? Relatively speaking. Yeah, I mean, 
we can get into that now basically uh there's a lot of we already know but winnipeg we kind of touched on them i believe last episode and i'm sure everyone's seen the rumors uh connor hellebuck seems to be on the market one year left until he's a ufa as well as john gibson who seemingly said that he was gonna he would no longer play any more games and then that was i think that's i think it's fake yeah that was reported by frank cervalli and then john gibson's group uh, See, I feel like they got caught with their pants down, or they they, they don't want to they don't want to like have that painted on John Gibson. But I think he's asked for a trade. Like that's my. I'm sure he's requested. I think there's a difference between requesting a trade and saying you never want to play another game for them again. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Be real savage if he did that. <laughs> Gibson's is interesting though because he's making six point four million for four more seasons compared oh, to wow. Hellbuck, where he's a UFA next summer. And he's always injured. Yeah, and he hasn't been particularly that good. In a yeah, he really dropped off a cliff. Well, so has Anaheim. They've been a bad team. Well, yeah. I- I think Gibson's a good goalie. I think so too. Every time Anaheim plays Colorado and Gibson's in net, he always is a brick wall. But I find it just a bit of inconsistency from him from game to game, season to season. Mm-hmm. 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 But now that he has Radko Gudis playing in front of him, maybe he does want to go back to Anaheim. <laughs> that was an interesting one. That was an interesting one. That in the Kalorn? Mm. That's the fact that they signed those two and they're still they still have twenty eight million in cap space. Damn. That is with Troy Terry and Trevor Zegers to sign. But still that's well, they'll both be big, getting money. big contracts. Yeah. Wow. So where do we see possibly Gibson and Hellbuck going? Uh, it's a very hard question. I feel like a lot of teams have addressed their goalie positions already. So yeah, I, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, New Jersey to me is a question mark. So they got what Vanacek and Sh- and Smead. So this year will be a question mark for them. Um. Ottawa picked up Corpusalo, mm-hmm. which I think he'll be good. Uh, LA. Uh, they have Talbot, I think. They signed yeah, they Talbot. Signed Talbot to one year. Yeah, I'm not really sold on that one. Yeah. They um, got like a three goalie tandem of Copley, Talbot, and Riddick. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that very much. <laughs> but. Um, Hard to say. You gotta kind of see how it plays out. Hell, whoever picks up Hellebuck, like, well, if you know, wh- wh- whoever signs Hellebuck is committing to a elite goalie for a foreseeable future. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Never goalies are so hard because someone can just get hot and 
then they're hot, like Aiden Hill. Yeah, trade for goalies. Hard to work out. I could see them being like a mid-season acquisition because if they start to have a bad season, you don't really want that guy. <laughs> but if he has a good season, then you're like, oh, okay, I can, uh, I'd get that guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I to answer your question, I'm not sure. I guess L.A. or or maybe New Jersey or Edmonton. <laughs> But they're all—they're just too tied up with Skinner and Campbell. They would have to dump one of those guys. They would. I mean, they'd have to, yeah, trade Campbell for the goalie coming in. Yeah. And then pay extra, extra because they're dumping that contract. They'd have to pay. Yeah. (laughs) So, but if I'm them, I want to see. I want to. I want to see how Campbell does this year. Um. Before I make that move, also Philly, there's rumors of Carter Hart being on the move as well. Hot, hot. <laughs> um, Montreal yeah. could be looking for a goalie. Also, Montreal could be looking for a goalie. Montreal does need a goalie. Yeah, I can agree with that one. And they probably have some prospects that they can part with. To make that happen. That would actually be a good team as well, Corey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, three pretty big goalies on the market. You got a very big defenseman in Eric Carlson. Rumors will probably yeah. be all summer. It's going to be very hard to make it, that deal work for anyone with that contract he has. Uh, we already mentioned Winnipeg. Obviously, Shifley is part of that. So, same with most of that team, probably. Uh, Calgary, we mentioned as well. Who knows with them? Uh, the other one coming out of Ottawa, who's an RFA, is Alex DeBrinket, who they got last summer. Could be a lot of suitors for him. Obviously, interesting trading for RFA. Could it be a sign and trade or so? Uh, we'll have to see with him. Yeah, that is an interesting one. That's for sure. Is the Sorry. Sorry, where's that coming from? Was was he wanting a trade or is Ottawa Alex looking- Brinkat, He he doesn't have an interest in re-signing in Ottawa. Um, mm. It just didn't work out well last year, obviously for for either the club or the player. So Ottawa's given to bring cap permission to talk extension with teams that might be interested. Um, and then from there, they'll figure out a trade. But he is a UFA at the end of, the, at the end of next year. I think. I believe so. Oh, my blind. Oh, uh, sorry. Debrinkat is... is Dorinkat's an RFA right now, but basically whatever contract he signs, he'll be a UFA after it's expired, so he will be dealt this offseason sometime, I bet. But I could see Ottawa doing a lot better next season, so interesting move. 
Well, that's pretty much it for uh, all of this talk here. I think we are due for a little bit of Canucks talk, if I do say so myself. We mentioned the draft pick earlier. We don't have to talk too much about that. But what we can is what happened prior to that, and that is them buying out Oliver ekman Larson. Uh, that buyout now is going to last eight years ranging in prices uh this season though obviously they get the biggest help with i believe 7.5 mil being saved what are our thoughts on that uh it's unfortunate that it came down to this but i guess they felt they had to do that they had to do what they had to do so eight-year buyout sucks but yeah, what a just a just a terrible trade. I guess, I guess it's a good thing. As long as they can be productive with the money, is all I can say. As long as it's, it can actually be worth something. Mikey. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, with the additions you'll probably mention right now from free agency, I do think the Canucks' defense look better um, than what they did. Last season, kind of, I'm not sad to see Eklund Larson go. I'm sad to see Kyle Burroughs go. Mm-hmm. Uh, OEL wasn't really doing much for us, so it is what it is. Yeah. And not only did you guys get rid of OEL, what were the other defensemen you got rid of? Ethan Bear, yeah. Free Agency, and Travis Dermott. Was the Travis Dermott, neither of them were, were tendered. Yeah, so Ethan Bear suffering a shoulder injury at the World Championships, I believe, just a month okay. or two ago. Um, he's basically out till like mid-December, so unfortunately he kind of got himself cut from the team and had to do it, essentially. Um, that, opened up, that opened up lots of spots on the lineup for next season, to which... Canucks did spend on Carson Soucy, Ian Cole. Um, those were the two notable ones, obviously. Matt Irwin, ones. come on. Nimo <laughs> Clippers alumni. Wow. Yeah, Matt Irwin, the next Cal Burroughs, essentially. Seventh defenseman. Uh, so similar to most of the other mark most of the markets, uh, other than Soucy. Ian Cole just getting a one-year deal. Susie was really the only outlier getting three. Um, mm-hmm. Three years, 3.25 for him. Ian Cole, one year, three mil. Pretty simple stuff there. Uh, I like these deals, especially the term. Um, it's nice for once. I, I was laughing with Aaron. It's very nice for once to like have like a stress, not as stressful free agency period where I the Canucks spend, you know, on a guy for six, seven years. Um, I think that's has to be one of the first summers in a while that that hasn't happened. They usually splurge, and I think I like all the signings that Alvin has done. Yeah, it's like safe, safe signings. Um, you know, we're using you uh, that money to get three kind of veteran defensemen solidify kind of the bottom defenseman it's nice to have some veteran presence back there just 
steady guys. I think that can help out the team. That was their weakest component uh, last year. So, yeah, face value. I'm happy with it. So it's hard to, it's hard to perform now. Yeah, pretty much on the same page here. It's nice that it seems like they're setting themselves up well for their couple big resettings they have to do next year. So there seems to be at least some good heading ahead for once. And like I think Max, you mentioned, not a big commitment to someone for a crazy amount of time. It's just maybe we'll be a little better this year, I guess. But then next summer, there's going to probably be a lot more moves happening with the Canucks. And they actually have money for once next year. Well, until... To spend, to spend on those players they yeah. need to spend, is what I mean. Yeah. Kind of gives you a bit of a peace of mind that you might not have to lose those guys. <laughs> As an outsider, Kyle, what do you think about the moves? <laughs> he hates them. I'm kind of liking it so far. I'm a big oh, Carson wow. Susie fan. I think Kronick and Hughes will have a good season next year together. Tyler Myers is Tyler Myers. Ian Cole, not a big fan of his off-ice stuff, but um, he, he'd be a good third-pairing third guy for you. Um, which prospects or, like, maybe not prospects, but, like, younger players are coming up this year? They did re-sign Hiroshi, who played a few games to close out the year last year. Okay. Um, yeah, he's got. He's definitely first in line. He yeah, so Rathbone is. Rathbone is definitely not in my. Rathbone opinion. has played his way out of the NHL. Yes, unfortunate. Hiroshi could be a third pairing guy for you. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be good. Yeah, he showed um, well in his time last year, and I know Brick Talkett really liked him. Spoke well about him and gave him lots of minutes near the end of the season. Um, That's awesome. So he'd be first in line. Noah sure. Juleson, is he any good? Uh, you yeah. signed him. Kind of like a bottom bottom guy, seventh kind of guy, from what I know. Yeah. Um, Arter Seelofs could be your backup goalie, or maybe you guys do sign um, the goalie we were just talking about, Martin. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, they'll be battling for the backup spot. Yeah, Martin Jones. I could see guys signing Martin Jones to a one-year deal to backup. Yeah, from North Van also, so I could definitely see that. Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. Forwards, just about as meh as last year, but maybe they'll start <laughs> the season better and... Ducks they did get Kyle's favorite player in Teddy Bluger. <laughs> Not my favorite player, but I like Teddy Bluger. Too many a bit rich on him, but yeah, I like Teddy Bluger. Um, I'd still like to see them trade Garland or Besser, but I don't think either of those is going to happen. Um, for someone younger and faster, and but... they're definitely trying. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't think the trade market's there. I think they've been on the trade block too long with their values down. Which is unfortunate, but... No, 
Canucks are looking good. I like the amount of cap space you have next year, so hopefully they don't mess that up by signing Myers to a huge extension. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but if they can, yeah, allocate that money to Pedersen, hopefully Pog Colson can play some solid mm-hmm. third-line minutes this year. He needs that. There's there's just no way around that. Mm-hmm. Are you? I mean... Preseason Canucks hype is always there, and uh, I'm here for it. But yeah, we'll see biggest, how the rest of the offseason goes. Biggest thing I think is Hronik to to see a good year out of him because that's the biggest expectations I think, especially coming off his injuries. Then he finished with a shoulder injury, so that's yeah, where have, my have a full off season to train and everything. So that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Bio, though. Damn. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it's like you pay 8 mil for a guy to play. You you overpay 8 mil for a guy, or you pay, what, it's like 2.5 just for him to go away and not play. It's crazy. So bad. As long as the cap goes up, by the time the buyout for those two years is 4.8 mil, uh, hopefully the cap is a little higher, so that's not as <laughs> impactful. Because that's yeah. assumingly when we should be competing. I don't know what the timeline is. But <laughs> yeah, you're right, the cap will go up, but it st- still sucks. It still sucks, because we not, just got to yeah, finish the Longo thing. <laughs> the Longo. Sure. So now... It was Gotta Luongo finally off the books? Yep. Just finished Luongo, and now we have a new dead cap. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't get your hopes too up, but... <laughs> but nothing. We'll see you in oh. preseason predictions. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I can't wait for that. Well, do we have any closing thoughts? Anything we missed? I don't think anything. I I found the the days leading up to the draft were really fun with all the trades and uh, and all that jazz. But I found free agency a little bit boring this year. So that's my thoughts on on the past couple weeks. Also, how do you guys feel about Vegas winning a cup so early on? <laughs> how I feel? I mean, it's frustrating from an organization that's at 50 years that hasn't won a cup. Um, but were they deserving? I mean, the management did a great job at putting together that team um, with the opportunity that they had. And the roster is great and very well deserved for them. Um so can't be salty about it. I guess I'm just frustrated. I don't I don't I don't like Vegas. So I guess that kinda of pisses me off there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know, there's so many Vegas fans out there. Last time I went to a Canucks game, uh, against Vegas, it was like you know, you're sitting next to people from Vancouver that are like, Oh, you know, we're like big Vegas fans. <laughs> 
just because they've had so much early success. So, um, yeah, frustrating. Yeah, Mikey, you and your Vegas shirt. Yeah, my bad. I'm just a bandwagoner. Wow. I guess that's the signal that we're almost ready to wrap up. Yeah, it's a long day. I got nothing else to talk about. Do we? Oh, God. Um, I think we'll tie it in with our goalies here. Uh, Where do you think Connor Hellebuck will land? Whether that's in the season or not, we'll just let we'll just let that loose there. <laughs> Thanks for the laughter. I mean, it's pretty good for on the spot. Sorry, I just had to kill enough time to let the dog out before I had to do the outro. There you go. We have a fan question. On another note, tomorrow is a very exciting day because after a very extended hiatus, our trivia Tuesday will be back. So check out our Instagram for that. And hopefully we're going to be consistent with that again because I know that was a fan favorite from feedback we've gotten. So check out our Instagram, Trivia Tuesday. And other than that, we will see you guys shortly for another episode. 